And we're back. This is Mike Sterner from Danger and Play and Gorilla Mindset here to talk about fear and ayahuasca. As those of you who read Danger and Play know, I recently did um, ayahuasca in South Africa. It was the a farm, very remote area of South Africa. It was a very cool place, and I had a great experience. And a lot of people, you know, they got this one question on their mind they feel like I didn't answer. And the question is... You know, Mike, I'm a, I'm afraid. I'm afraid to take an ayahuasca. What happens if you see really dark visions? Now, I'm not here to sell anyone an ayahuasca. I don't do ayahuasca retreats. So, that isn't really my agenda, but I want you know, I wanted to talk about those concerns when you do kind of any psychedelic drug and I wanted to talk a little bit about fear. So, the idea first the the nuts and bolts, right? What if you see dark things on ayahuasca? Now, if you talk to a real hippie, and a lot of people are real woo-woo hippies about ayahuasca, they'll say, the medicine will show you whatever it is you need to see. So if you see the dark things, you should appreciate that because that's what the medicine is saying you want to see. Now, I don't, I don't really buy into that. I don't buy into a lot of the woo-woo stuff with ayahuasca. But what ayahuasca does do is it focuses your mind on one thing. I don't think that it chooses it for you so much as your own unconscious mind being free from inhibitions and a lot of the the chains that we shackle and that we have on ourselves, those are torn off and then you can look at things for yourself. So the way to look at it is, yeah, you might see dark things and that's why the environment and the vibe is key. I was with a very close friend of mine who had done ayahuasca before. I was with another uh, new friend, very good guy. The two people, you know, you call them shamans and the whole ayahuasca thing. Very good people, very good vibes. It was a married couple. The, um, the man who was administering it had a really great energy about him. And his wife, she had a great energy about her too. And that's where a lot of things in life are just about lifestyle design and being smart, okay? If you're a girl... You know, if you go on the internet, you read these horror stories and they'll say, oh, you know, I was a girl, I was ayahuasca, and, you know, I got taken advantage of or whatever. Yeah, I mean, of course. Uh, what, what were you thinking? You know, you just got to ask a lot of people. If you're in an environment where you're going to, um, I don't want to say lose control because I was still in control. Most people still remain in control in ayahuasca, but what, you're going to be more open. You're going to be more vulnerable. If you're around creepy people, or if the shaman gives you a bad vibe, you better get out of there, right? I was in – it was a private ceremony because that's how you got to design your life. Whether you're doing ayahuasca or whether you're living your life, you have to have the right people around you. And if I would gotten afraid and been afraid, I was with great people. What's, what is the worst thing that's going to happen? And moreover, I went through it with a mindset that whatever happens is going to happen and that if I am fearful – if I am exposed to very dark images, then growth is painful. So I kept I kept telling myself two things the whole time. You know, I'm opening myself up to possibilities, and growth is painful. But was I afraid before I did it? Uh, yeah, of course, of course. Before you're going to lose, potentially lose control, or you're going to have visions maybe that you're not directly in control of. You're going to be afraid. So I was thinking the same things a lot of other people think. Here's the exact conversation I have with myself, actually. Mike, what the hell are you doing? 
your life is great. You got a relationship that's so good. People won't believe it. You have this internet thing that people can't believe that you can't believe. You can't imagine that you just go on the internet, write about whatever you want to write about and you make a living like that. You travel, you do whatever you want to do. Why, why fuck it up? Why, why fuck it up, man? What are you doing? This is just dumb. This is really dumb. Of course that was going in my head. But the way I deal with it is that for me, I have a spiritual duty to all of you to do it. For me, it isn't really a choice. As a, a leader, I have to do things that are harder and that other people don't want to do. But more deeply, I, I have to confront my fears because we have this mentality, this mindset that, well, life is good. I don't fear anything. I don't have any pain in my life. But the pain is going to come and the fear is going to come. And when it comes, it's usually out of your control that's why people lose their minds, right? That's why people commit suicide. That's why people have nervous breakdowns. Life is going to hit you so hard. I learned, I learned that life is going to hit you like you won't believe. When you think you have everything right, it can all be taken away from you. And if you don't train your mindset and you aren't having fear in a controlled environment, when that happens, you're going to be crushed. We all know people. I had a grown mindset seminar and I go, all right, show of hands. How many people here know a broken person? Every hand went up. We all know a broken person. Well, why was that person broken? They were broken because they didn't embrace fear in a controlled environment. Was the ayahuasca afraid? Yes. Great vibe. Controlled environment. Um, I'm going to be vulnerable within limited circumstances. It isn't as if I was around shady people about to drop acid or take some kind of drug. So I approached the fear in a controlled atmosphere and because of that, I overcame that fear. And it's funny, I even wrote a book during my – so my ayahuasca, I'll talk about that for a second. My ayahuasca, everybody calls it a journey, right, was not what I was expecting at all. I didn't really know what to expect, but I was thinking it would be dark or fearful because that's what a lot of people have to deal with. But it was actually very, um, if anything, ego-boosting, ironically enough, because – as I was dealing with the fear of ayahuasca, I was thinking about all the fear in general, and I was thinking about the times I've embraced my fear, and how I've overcome those fears, and I left the experience feeling a lot better about myself, which, again, people would say that was what the medicine was going to show me. I went to ayahuasca to embrace my fear. I, I did embrace it, and I went through it a better person, and then I, and I thought about my other fears. I, I have all the fears everybody else has, right? Uh, starting a website, anybody can listen to me, nobody cares, write a book, what if it fails, do a podcast, you know how to do a podcast, it's not going to be any good. Every time we take a risk, right, even if you go meet women, you try to get a job, you try to make a sale, you try to do this, that fear kind of rules all of us and the only way to overcome those fears is very small doses and dealing with fear in the moment. I, I had an interesting flashback where I was in Thailand and I was just kind of swimming. And at, at some point when you swim in the ocean, you can't see anything below you. You have this ominous feeling, wow, this is deep. And then you start to think, what if the sharks come at you? And what if you drown? What if an undercurrent hits you? And you, when you face those fears, you start to realize that fear is and it doesn't mean you can't be hurt, but fear is generally a focus on a future event that may or may not happen. Well, what if this happens? What if that happens? Okay, well, focus on the moment. Where are you right now 
in the moment. Okay, I'm in, that's where you check in. Like we talk about in Gorilla Mindset. Okay, I'm in the moment. So when I was swimming and it was, I wasn't even that far away, but I, I don't like to lose control. I'm a very controlling person, not of other people. I actually don't like to control other people because then that limits my control of myself. So for example, why don't I run Danger and Play as a big media company? You see a lot of these guys, um, you know, the School of Greatness guy, Gary Vachanek, however you say his name, um, ram it. My stuff's way better than all their stuff, and they have whole teams behind them. But I'm such a control freak that I don't like to deal with other people because they bring in drama and, and everything else. I just don't even like to deal with it. I only want to control myself. So when you're doing this on ayahuasca, you're realizing, okay, well, your need to control could actually be a weakness because it potentially could prevent you from getting your message out or from living how you want to live. So your focus just so narrowly on all this. I just thought about fear for about three hours. I wrote a book in my head. I wish I could remember all of it, but I each chapter done, the book cover was in my head, and I, and I thought about well, what is fear? How do you overcome it? And, and maybe, you know, I thought, well, maybe that's a book in three years I'll write, or maybe in five years. That's what we're moving. We're moving towards these kind of really bigger core concept books. And again, that was because um, the ayahuasca made me focus on the fear. So I'm on the ayahuasca. I'm so afraid. I'm so afraid. I'm so afraid. But then I realized I checked in the moment. Why am I afraid? Nothing bad has happened. What if you lose control? What if – no, I checked in and then I had this epiphany and I was filled with this overwhelming joy. And I thought, you're in South Africa on ayahuasca. With a great friend that you met on the internet, if you made another good friend, you met a bunch of new people, how in the world did your life get to be this great? Like, Who would have thought some poor fat kid growing up in the Midwest being bullied by people would just say, you know what, I want to travel to South Africa. I just want to go to South Africa and I'm going to just take ayahuasca uh, in a private retreat and look at the stars. So what started off as a potentially very fearful event because I was so focused on the future. What if I lose control? What if negative visions come? What if I hallucinate? What if this? Well, none of that was happening. What was actually happening because I checked into the moment was, dude, like, how did you get here? This is amazing. I can't believe this is my life. I was filled with call it gratitude, joy, uh, spiritual awareness, a sublime awareness that I couldn't believe it. I was overwhelmed by just the feeling that how amazing my life is. And I can't believe that it's even possible to live a life like this. You couldn't, if you'd have told me five years ago, I wouldn't have believed a life like this was possible. Three years ago, even, I wouldn't have believed it. Certainly wouldn't have believed it growing up. If growing up, somebody would have told me, hey, you know, you're going to go to South Africa and take ayahuasca. Well, I don't even know where South Africa is. How would you even go about doing that? And then to think that I, I ultimately make money, you know, doing it. Because when I write about ayahuasca and I do the podcast, I sell audiobooks, I sell books. So I got to go to South Africa. So I'm, here's what I'm thinking, you know, wow, I'm in South Africa. I'm on ayahuasca with this cool guy and this other cool guy and these really two shamans, good vibes. And, you know, we're sitting around a fire. There, there are stars at night. And I'm going to make money doing this. I'm going to actually make a profit off of this. How, how, how is this possible? How is this even my life? So you see how I went through fear. Worried about what could happen, but because of that, I checked into the present moment using those mindfulness techniques we talk about in Gorilla Mindset, and I went from, oh, wow, I'm afraid, what if, what if, what if, what if, to like, whoa, this is my life. I, I can't even believe it. How is this possible to feeling great? And that's so much about fear in your life. 
Now, of course, it could have gone the other way, and, and I could have um, been presented with negative dark images, and I will do ayahuasca again. Um, you know, I wanted to do more of it. My my trip was just planned a little bit, could have been planned a little bit differently, but I want to do it again. And, and if I'm presented with the dark images, then you focus on, you reframe this stuff, right? It's all guerrilla mindset. I do the same stuff I tell you guys to do. I didn't, I didn't write this book because I copied and pasted stuff on the internet. I just deconstructed what I do. And when the dark things happen, I just think, wow, this is a great opportunity for me to think about my fears, understand my fears, overcome my fears, and to share my message with other people and to let people know that they don't have to be afraid and to maybe help other people grow and to help other people overcome their fears. And that's how I would deal with the really negative stuff because I have, I just have a regular life like everybody else, man. My marketing shtick has never been that, you know, a day in the life I wake up in my Lambo and I'm driving to my private jet where I fly and have orgies on the jet before you know doing this or that that that's never really been my life that's never been um it's not how i want to live my life and i've never tried to present that image of perfection my reality is i just i live a pretty i'm a regular guy who's figured a few things out and i kind of share that message with other people and i you know i enjoy doing that i have the same fears as everyone else the same anxieties maybe more i had i used to have a lot a lot of fear Fear primary was my primary emotion that I that that ruled me. I was afraid of probably everything, and you know you can trace that back to childhood. You know when you grow up and you're a kid and you're poor and you're not naturally athletic and you got asthma and you're fat, you're kind of a a vulnerable target, right? You don't have any control over your life. You don't have any power. And then as I faced fear and faced the pain and embraced it, I slowly overcame all the fears and all the insecurities I had. Where now, you know, probably I should be more afraid. I'm, just, you know, I'm not really afraid of much. Maybe I, maybe I should be afraid because fear does keep you alive. It does keep you a little, a little hot. But I just so now I'm thinking, well, I have to push myself harder to find out this other stuff that I'm afraid of. And that was what the ayahuasca thing was. It was facing that real deep dark fear, that potential risk of everything, that losing control. And zeroing in on it. And that's also is how you keep growing and keep building momentum. I would love to tell you, you know, you got momentum in your life and everything is great and it's going to stay great. But that really isn't true. You know, I got a great website. I got a great writing career now. Great book. I guess Danger and Play got a couple great books out now. And now I'm like, well, I got to do films. Well, why? Because that was, I was afraid. I was afraid to do that to commit the money for the film. I, you know, I have money, but it was a, it's a, a lot of money. It isn't the kind of check you just write and you don't lose sleep over. And then I was afraid to do a Kickstarter. What if what if that didn't work? You look like an idiot. You know, people make fun of you. And so you realize, I, I think the same shit that you all think, right? Well, what if I do a Kickstarter? I don't raise any money. You're going to look like a failure. People make fun. Who cares, right? But the way I deal with it, more different than everyone else, is like, who cares, man? Whatever. I just push through it in ways that other people don't. I know people who – I meet them and I'm like, dude, you. I don't understand why – I don't want to call them a loser, but I, I don't understand why you're not doing so much more with your life because they have the same fears I have. Well, what if I you know, do this and I look dumb or nobody reads me or nobody does this or you know, what if they get laughed at or what if I look dumb? Well, who cares, man? That's just the way I deal with it. Fuck, fuck who cares, man? People are going to hate you. People are going to love you. Most people are going to ignore you. 
and I push through them. And that's the way you have to do it is you have to understand that fear could mean one of two things. It could mean like, oh, shit, you're going to die. Okay. That was another realization I had. I, I don't like the, the metaphor of fear. F-E-A-R is an acronym for fake evidence. So I don't know. Fake evidence that something is actually real, but it's not real. I, I don't really like it. If you see a rattlesnake in front of you and that rattlesnake is about to bite you, yeah, you should be afraid and you should get out of that, all right? If you see a mountain lion, you're out hiking and it looks at you, all right, you know, you should be afraid. Now, you don't run because it'll chase you. You have to, you know, create really big body language. There are ways to handle that. But the idea is, yeah, sometimes it's good to be afraid, but think about the most of the stuff we're afraid of. It is all psychological fear. Well, I'm going to look dumb. People make fun of me. Well, okay, but if a person makes fun of you, you've given that person power to control how you feel. Why would you give another person the power to control how you feel, right? Or why focus on the people who laugh at you? Why don't you focus on the people you can help, the people that you can inspire? Or focus on the money you could make or the fame or whatever it is that drive you, right? I'm not, I'm, I'm not really driven. I'm not driven at all by fame. I actually don't like it. Um, but driven a little bit about money, but not too much by money because I don't really need to make a lot of money. I'm more driven by, okay, you know, the image of me as a real scared, lost kid, didn't really know what to do, but I'd do anything. I always, it's kind of who I always think about is, you know, th- there's a lot of just scared, lost people out there, but they, they will take action. They will do things. Those are your people. Why don't you help those people? So yeah, I don't, I don't have time to worry about the idiots and the retards and the haters and the losers. I have so many of them. I just focus on all the people whose lives I can change. But to do that, you have to face your fears. Otherwise, you're just an, uh, another schmuck. You know, everybody's afraid. There's nothing cool about being afraid. Oh, you're afraid. Oh, you're not going to do that because you're afraid. Great. You're like everybody else. But when you when you overcome those fears and you face them, then then you're growing, and then you do that incrementally. You focus on a new fear, and then as you do that, everything in your life expands because you realize how much fear holds you back. Think about it. Why aren't you doing X? Just fill in the blank. I want to do this. Well, why aren't you doing it? Well, you know, well, generally it's because of what other people are going to say about you, right? Or because you might fail. But if you fail, why would you even feel afraid, right? What if nobody's there to watch you fail? And then you realize, well, it isn't actually that I'm afraid of failing. I'm afraid that other people are going to see me fail. Well, then really it's shame, right, that's driving you. Which means you're, again, what? You're letting other people control your life. That's why we talk about shame at Danger and Play so much because it is shame. If I'm at the gym all by myself and I lift a weight and the weight you know, is pinned on my chest or whatever, I bench, you know, bench press and I can't get the weight up, eh, whatever, you know, I'll dip the, dip the weights off. I've been, I've been pinned under a bar before. I don't care. But if I'm at the gym, suddenly this is a big deal. Why is it a big deal? Oh, other people, complete strangers might look at me and think I'm a dork or think I'm not strong or whatever, right? Who cares? But that's so much your life. So you're not even really afraid of failing. You are afraid that other people are going to watch you fail. Well, why are you going to let other people control you? Why are you going to let other people dictate how you feel and what you're afraid of? So then when you really start to think deeply about fear, which is what I did for hours on ayahuasca, you realize that most of what you're afraid of is other people and their judgments and their values and their, their shaming tactics. You're not really afraid of, you know, oh, there's a rattlesnake going to bite me or there's a mountain lion about to get me. You're afraid, oh, if I go talk to this person or I try to make this sale or 
I try to do something risky. Other people might look at me and they might laugh at me. Well, is that how you want to live your life, right? So that's what I learned in ayahuasca. Feel free to post your questions and comments at dangerclay.com. But yeah, um, long story short is I can't tell you what will happen on ayahuasca. You might be afraid. You might see dark images, but you're going to see dark images in your life. Uh, people you love are going to die in tragic circumstances. Um, you are going to face adversity like you can't imagine. But just because your life is going good now doesn't mean that's always going to be the case. Nobody has it good all the time. Face your fears in a controlled environment with the right people. Be intelligent. E- even me, um, you know, I don't have to worry about being sexually assaulted or anything if I were a woman doing ayahuasca. But there are shady people in this world. Maybe they try to steal my money or, you know, who knows? Maybe they're perverts. You just never know. I'm, I'm smart around people too. I assume that there are a lot of creepy men out there and they try to molest me too. So that's why you have to control the vibe. But you got to be that. You got to control the vibe for everything. You know, if you're not, if I did ayahuasca with anybody who was remotely creepy or if I didn't like the shaman, I just would have said, all right, I'm just not going to do it, right? You, so you have to be smart. But man, growth is painful. And women, a lot of women, more women listen to this podcast than read Danger and Play. It's interesting. We'll talk about that another time. But face your fears. They're going to come. You better train now. And who knows? You, you do the ayahuasca or, or something else. Maybe you'll leave like I did. I left feeling great about myself, I, the exact opposite that I thought would happen. But that was my trip. I'll take another one. When I do, we'll talk about it. Let me know your thoughts below. Always leave your comments at dangerplay.com. And let's talk more. I love to hear about this stuff. So until next time, this is Mike Cernovich from Danger and Play and Gorilla Mindset.